Enter now the age of apocalypse, Shuga, with your hosts, Dayspring and Scott Free. Xavier is dead. Apocalypse reigns. This is the age of apocalypse. Welcome to Power of X-Men Apocalypse, the podcast where we review every single issue of the classic reality warping high octane epic X-Men crossover event known as Age of Apocalypse. I'm your guest host, Michelle Waffolotero. I've had my coffee already, so I won't be passing out Jean Grey. And I'm what you get when Wanda doesn't qualify for a mortgage in Westview. Dayspring! And I am the baby that Mystique did not eat, uh, Mr. Scott Free. <laughs> oh, my oh my gosh. Wow, guys. Wow. <laughs> Scott, that was dark. She's, she's just shooting free throws. Uh, I know. See, whatever I said would not have lived up to that at all. <laughs> Guys, welcome to a very special episode of Power of X-Men Apocalypse, where X-Men 2022 vote is officially kicking off. And in order to celebrate, we have Michelle Waffle Otero, a.k.a. our God Queen, Jean Grey. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me on today. I super appreciate it. Well, thank you. <laughs> for for those of you at home who are probably not watching this on YouTube, all three of us are dressed up in cosplay. Uh, Michelle is our God Queen Jean Grey. Scott is our fearless Captain Commander. No, he's not Captain Commander anymore. Our fearless ex leader, Captain Krakoa. I was going to say he is a captain. He is still he is a, captain. a captain. Wait, <laughs> Scott, are we going to get a Captain Krakoa cosplay from you? Uh, we'll see how long we'll, we'll, we'll see how long Captain Krakoa lasts. Oh, Captain, my Captain! <laughs> if, if this is like an Eric the Red thing where he does it for like an issue or two, I'm I'm not. But we shall see. Boy, I think we talked about Eric the Red when we had Jason on. Like his thighs in that Eric the Red costume, Cyclops in them. Oh. I, I, I can't compete with that. So don't. <laughs> we could ma- we could find some like foam padding and we can like blow those thighs up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. well, Add some well, spikes uh, to it. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll take that into consideration. <laughs> <laughs> and I am trying to be mask for mask today. So I am wearing a Wolverine mask. Look at that. Boom. That I got mm. in Toys R Us back in like 2011 when X-Men First Class came out. And I wore this on the subway to the midnight showing of X-Men First Class. Did you really? Yeah, and like people like stopped me and they wanted to take photos with me. And I'm like, like, look at it. It's not even like a legit <laughs> mask. Like it has a strap there. Like The bar for cos... You guys have been trailblazers because the bar for cosplaying, it was so low in 2011. So is it like required to dress up now when we go to premiere? Like any, pre- like not a premiere, but just a regular showing? I don't know. I took the Infinity Gauntlet to Infinity War or Endgame. No, Endgame. Ooh. Endgame. That's it. That's as far as I've gone since doing this. Do you guys dress up for Midnight Showing? I don't trust myself. A, I, like, I don't particularly want to all the time, but I also don't trust myself enough in the dark. Um, <laughs> my eyesight's already bad in like, like a like a couple hundred dollars Spider-Man costume and then just like, bam, Diet Coke all over it or something. And those things are not easy to clean. And it's, it's a lot. Um, I've been required to cosplay the last few times I've seen movies at the theater. So if I had a choice, I don't think I would. I definitely take my wig off. Like as soon as I sit down, it's like, so I witnessed you taking <laughs> your wig off when we went to the Hawkeye premiere. We sat down, Michelle just grabs her wig and takes it off. That's the way to do it. I was like, I yes, girl. Air uh, out, air out uh, that scalp. Well, in the summer, it gets all humid under there. Yeah. And then I think when we went, it was it was kind of chilly. I don't. Oh, right? yeah, it was kind of chilly. It LA chilly. It was chilly. LA chilly. 
It was chilly for LA. And it was legit cold. It was legit cold though. Yeah. Yeah. There was one time I went to go see Namor cosplay. I went to his apartment and this must have been in October. So just a couple months ago. And the Uber dropped me off like a block, you know, away. So I was walking and it was so cold. And like, I know that's weird to think like, cause we live in the New York area, Scott, but like, I was just wearing like a long sleeve shirt and it was freezing. And it must've been like 50 degrees, but it, I think it was a wind chill. Definitely the wind chill. Yeah, I, I it mean, is. I mean, that's, that's not that cold. But <laughs> I you, was you, so cold. I literally was freezing. I thought, and I couldn't find his apartment. I was like, I'm going to die here in whatever neighborhood he lives in. Yeah, but, but you're, you're from Florida. It, as soon as it gets below like 65, like you're, you're, you're dying. <laughs> this is true. That's true. I feel the same way. I don't like anything below 65. At night, uh, if it's too cold. <laughs> guys, we are here to talk about X-Men Vote 2022 and the news just dropped. Shout out to the Marvel Publicity Office who contacted us last week, sent us all the social media assets and let us know when the announcement was coming and looped us in on it. So Thank you, Marvel. I think they're doing such a great job with connecting with fans. I mean, Michelle, I, I, I saw it firsthand when you took me to one of the premiere, the Hawkeye premiere. I mean, they, they invest so much in cosplayers, podcasters and fans and making sure they're cultivating a community. Yeah, yeah, they do. That's really nice of Marvel to reach out and do things like invite us to premieres and to give you a heads up on something like this big happening in the comic community. That's really cool. So we're doing X-Men 2022 right now, the vote, and it's kicking off today, January 10th at 9 a.m. And it's going until 11.59 p.m. on Thursday, January 13th. And that feels significantly shorter than it was for last year. Last year it went for a while. Yeah, it was it was closer to I think like two weeks last year. Maybe they don't want to get a bunch of bots like last time. Remember all the Marobots? Yeah, some Marobots. Marobots, yeah. I think they left it up for too long for somebody to figure it out. And they're like, yeah, you know, let's just, let's shorten the time so we get, it's tighter, uh, less bots happening. I think, yeah, that's probably what happened. Yeah, I'm thinking it's exactly that. They want to minimize any hacking or bots happening. And I wonder if maybe they found in those first like couple of days, they got already enough votes where it, you know, whatever came afterwards just lent itself time to like mm. cheat. Or they could call it. Yeah, well, exactly. Sorry, you, you yeah. got the word perfectly. I'm like, try to reach <laughs> for it. And you're like, so they can call. I'm like, so no one cheats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording this at like, well, it's one o'clock our time, but 10 o'clock Michelle's time. And I haven't had a drink yet. So I'm sober and I have no vocabulary when I'm sober. I just had coffee. So I'm good to go. (laughs) As you troll your wig, your Jean Grey wig. I just had coffee. So I'm not going to pass out. (laughs) (laughs) That was your intro. I'm Jean Grey who's had coffee. So I'm not going to pass out. Yes. So. Going off of the marketing copy they sent us, they say in 2021, true believers everywhere voted in the first ever X-Men election. They shaped X-Men history by choosing Polaris. I didn't vote for Polaris. To star in Gary. (laughs) I I did. (laughs) I'm happy she won in the end, though. I I do think she's been a fun fit. She's a good choice. She was a good choice. choice. And Pepe Larraz's X-Men. Throughout the elections, fans campaigned for their favorite candidates, resulting in X-Men vote trending worldwide on Twitter and ultimately changing the future of mutant kind. Several nominations have been accepted to determine the final member of one of the most iconic teams in the Marvel Universe. Now, the last member of this new X-Men team is in your hands. Each person can only cast one vote. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Unless you have multiple computers and devices. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, Jan. Okay. <laughs> so read about each nominee below and make your decision. Election results, along with the full X-Men team, will be unveiled during the Hellfire Gala in Marvel Comics this June. Share your vote and campaign for your favorite X-Men using hashtag X-Men vote. I mean, that's, that's pretty epic. Like, I like that they're giving this more of like, I feel like a larger campaign. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I think they're going bigger and I like it. I like go I big like, or go home. Yeah. Go big or get the F out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's 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 been my motto for years. Um uh, but um uh, yeah, I, I I think it's it's a better like um you know, last year was sort of testing it out, and it seems like this year they really sort of just got it. They're rolling out this campaign. They know what they're doing. Uh, work out some of the kinks from last year, and yeah, let's do yeah. it. Yeah, when they're like, you can only vote once. Like, okay, sure. A, that's not going to happen. I guarantee <laughs> you. Even with a two, three day window, that's not going to happen. You know, we we we've known they've planned on doing a Hellfire Gala every year, but this is the first official confirmation that we are getting a Hellfire Hellfire Gala this year. The rumor mill that I'm kind of hearing is that it's going to be limited to just one issue. It's going to be like a giant size like X-Men situation. So I'm okay with that. I think kicking it off this last year in 2021 with like a big event was nice, but it could have been streamlined a little bit more. And I know it's easy to play like Monday morning quarterback. Is that the analogy? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Shockingly. (laughs) Um, But I'm, I'm glad that they're doing it with like one giant size issue. And then also in the rumor mill, they're also planning already 2023. And the idea of the Hellfire Gala is like big announcements will always happen around the Hellfire Gala. What I'm confused with this announcement, though, is that it says uh, election results along with the full X-Men team will be unveiled. So does that mean we're just getting a new lineup for the X-Men? I was wondering the same thing. I thought we were just voting for an additional X-Men member, but kind of rereading everything. It sounds like we might be getting a brand new team. Sure. I don't know. Can we get a lawyer yeah. in here? Can can a lawyer look at this language? Uh, <laughs> if, if, if you've got the money, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got I got enough to afford Matt Murdock. Oh <laughs> uh, well, good luck to you. <laughs> um, I mean, it it seems like at least part of the team's going to be replaced, but at the same time, like we've only had the current team for six issues now seven issues and that just seems really um short if they're gonna replace the team like wholesale so, especially since there, there's been no story like we still haven't having we still haven't seen a wolverine and sync like <gasps> romance coming i into play. know i've been waiting i'm like where is that like give me that juicy it's just putting around like listen i don't think it's a bad book by any means but it's going to be the same criticism i'm i gave like the hitman book which is like you're just putting around putzing around putting around whatever you know what i'm trying to say it's just like there it's just these one-off stories and like i kind of want to see more of like a story arc developing here if it's going to be a flagship so if you're going to tell me right now we're going to get an entirely different team I'm like, we didn't even fully realize what's going on with Polaris, Wolverine, and Sync. Like, that is untapped potential. What's going on with Sunfire? You know, like, it just feels like, uh, I don't know. So my theory was that since maybe Cyclops could be off the team because he has to be Captain Krakoa, and he's not really happy about that, maybe they're going to rotate him out and rotate somebody new in. Mm. Like, that's... That's kind of what I thought could happen. Yeah. And Rogue has a line in one of the recent issues where she's here, like, after this mission, I'm out. So maybe oh. Rogue is also out. She misses her boo. She misses boo. I I mean, like, <laughs> why go through the trouble already? Like seven, eight issues in, like, get rid of Rogue. Someone like Rogue. Maybe, maybe they were trying to test out the team dynamic and... I don't know if maybe like the writers feel like it's not working. So they're like, you know, let's just do this vote thing again and see if we can bring in a new character. I mean, I mean, that's what you would do if like a relationship's not working or if there was a grand scheme that was being developed and then somebody leaves and they're like, well, you know, now that they're gone, like we need to reevaluate or revisit that and see if it really makes sense. So no, it could be that's fair. I agree it could be new that. writers and maybe they're like, well, I don't want to write a character that is already established. Like 
just kind of looking over the list of people yeah. with a few exceptions, there's some that don't have a whole lot of history and background. So for a writer, that's a lot of new opportunity to really like create a character and have them fully integrate into this team better. I agree. I, I And you know, I think Rogue, <laughs> when they announced the lineup, they were like Rogue and Sync are kind of redundant characters. So let's see where yeah. it goes with that. I Listen, I, I think what's going to happen is we're going to keep like the core people. Like, well, they may get rid of like, rogue or someone else and like since cyclops is already like publicly dead and he's captain krakoa so they're gonna add in like maybe two new people and then we get to vote for the third that's what i'm hoping like the scenario is oh oh let's see like so that. our lineup here for our nominees are armor avalanche bling firestar gentle Gorgon, Micromax, Penance, Siren, Surge. I'm laughing because I had to Google who Micromax is. I think we all deep, did. Deep cut. That's a deep cut. But why don't we why don't we dive into these nominees and sort of talk about our feels for them? Our our first nominee is Armor or Zako. Uh, can create a powerful psionic force field around herself, uh, giving her superhuman strength and durability and the appearance of armor. Um, <laughs> see the name. Yeah, look at that editorial. Um, she, she planted the first Krakoan flower on Mars, and um, she's a member of the New Mutants, and she's been part of the team as they've gone on adventures and missions across the globe. So I actually liked Armor when she was in Astonishing X-Men, the Mark Wade Mar- Astonishing X-Men. And by the way, the thing about her code name, like she mentions that because first she was the first X person to get Twitter. I learned what Twitter was because of Armor. This is like what, 2007, 2008 or something like that. And she, she talks about her, her mutant name or her code name. And she's here like, it's like Wolverine being called Claws, you know, <laughs> something like that. So listen, she was up for election last year. And if we look at our Herman graphic that Marvel released, she did pretty well. I mean, not excellent, but not like strong guy bad. <laughs> I, I would just like to point out that Glob Herman uh, is dressed like Steve Kornacki uh, for any of you political nerds who watch like MSNBC or NBC. He's NBC's elections guy. And they dress Glob Herman up like Steve Kornacki. Aww. I didn't know that until now. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's um, good or bad for Steve Kornacki that they dressed uh, Glob Herman up, but yeah, good for them. <laughs> so so out of 11 nominees she was number five in in ranking so she was very middle of the road so i can see why marvel would put her back here when i saw her on the list i was like oh i mean like she was up for a vote last year and she didn't make it so like why would they but like i get it you know what she's returning and she did middle of the road and if i remember correctly a lot of people did like her yeah you know it's not unheard of for people to run for positions again uh i mean joe biden ran for president like six times hillary clinton Clinton. so like you know it's a little real world like politicking people people do come back are you saying armor is a joe biden of the x-men uh, I have not said anything like that. I was just using somebody who's run for office many, many times. Um, she, uh, yeah, no, she's I, inoffensive I, I think, and appeals to Middle America. Yes, uh, possibly also hails from the great state of Delaware. Um, <laughs> but no, she, um, she, she's a she's a popular character, and um, she was the New Mutant nominee, and yeah. I mean, I, I don't know who else from the New Mutants would would run. Uh, I think she's a great choice. Yeah, <laughs> you guys. I mean, <laughs> no, no, she's she is a very great character. Um, I think that it's nice that Marvel did bring her back. It is always good to see like a strong candidate from previous seasons come back. Maybe the fans were like, you know, hey, we really we really want to see her again, give her a second chance because she's the only candidate. Nobody else returned. Yeah. So yeah. everyone else was busy. <laughs> everyone else was busy. 
<laughs> well, and is she? Let me see. Like, we re- we got a preview of Secret X Men. It's all of the nominees from last year minus Polaris. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, is Forge on there? Oh, Forge yeah. is not here. Oh, oh yeah, he well, is. Yeah. Forge, Forge oh, he is, is down there. Yeah, Forge oh. is here. Yeah. So it's all the nominees minus Popo. Popo is like, I'm not dealing with you losers. She's like, look, I'm on a team now. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. So let's see what, what, what becomes of Armor. I, I don't think she's going to win. She's not. Uh, if I had to bet, she's not going to be one. But the one I think was really surprising to me and I actually am really excited about is Avalanche. And he's a longstanding member of the Brotherhood. And he's used his, I cannot pronounce this word, seismic, seismic, basically he can shake things. (laughs) He can shake the earth (laughs) against the X-Men. Though he was killed by Red Skull, he was one of the countless mutants resurrected on Krakoa where he became an agent of sword. I am so happy that he is back because that was like the biggest question mark for me when we saw him in sword was like last time we saw boyfriend he had like a vision in his eyes of phoenix five cyclops and then the red skull had literally opened up and removed opened up his skull and like removed his brain yeah um and we've actually encountered him in our age of apocalypse reread uh he showed up with mystique and tel aviv and was just like chilling in his short shorts in a cafe while she was trying to kill Legion. And he was a good guy. You know what the thing of, that I liked about that? Because on the X-Men animated show, he's kind of like portrayed as like sort of like an idiot, like a doofus, like just a henchman. But in that X-Factor issue, he came across really competent. I mean, he took down our favorite himbo, Alex, <laughs> and strong guy. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he took the free vacation and he had, he had to do like 30 seconds of work. It was great. Like, I respect that ingenuity. I'm impartial to this guy, too. I mean, I honestly only know Avalanche from X-Men Evolution. Like, I know I know it's not the same as the comics. Um, but he's so hot in X-Men Evolution. Yeah, I really like that version of him. I like that they kind of toy with him being like on a Brotherhood team. And on the X-Men team, and he kind of goes back and forth, and he has this really cute thing for Kitty. Uh, it's nice to see her not into a Peter. <laughs> <laughs> but still a self-destructive bad boy. Yeah, like he's a bad boy, but he wants to be rehabbed. He wants he wants Kitty to make him make an honest X-Men out of him. You know, it's really cute. It's really cute. Do I see him on the X-Men though? I no, mm, I, I agree. I, I just don't think he would be. I'm personally excited for him and for him getting some like fleshed out, you know, stories, but not as an mm-hmm. X-Men. And I think we talked about this last election just because like a character's up for vote doesn't mean they would be a great fit with the X-Men. Like what I liked about Tempo, for example, last year is that she had more of a radicalized ideology than what historically the X-Men stood for. And so Tempo for me works as a greater voice as part of the mutant liberation front and being like, okay, Xavier wants to hide out in a school and play nice with these people oppressing us. Fuck that. I'm taking it in my own hands and I want to redefine the conversation. That's where I think Tempo works better. I think if we're going to have a Krakoan X-Man, we need someone who's going to play that piece PR team and we're already having a lot of trouble with our boy Cyclops who was not <laughs> PR ready to talk to <laughs> Ben like why didn't they get any media training but um I I, do, I just don't see Avalanche in this so out of like the two we've discussed I think Armor is more likely a better fit than Avalanche even though I prefer Avalanche if that makes sense oh, uh, completely completely got that yeah, especially if you feel like Rogue is maybe moving off the team. Like, she's a heavy hitter. So mm. Avalanche would be a decent replacement for somebody like her because he's also a heavy hitter. All right, so next we have Bling, a former member of Gambit's Chevalier squad at the Xavier School. Bling has more recently teamed up with Psylocke and her team to defend Krakoa, despite still questioning the new Mutants Nation's motives. She possesses a diamond hard body, superhuman strength, 
and the ability to fire crystalline projectiles. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I don't know a lot about Bling to like make a call here. Like I've enjoyed her when she's popped up. I do think of her at Cable's funeral where she's sort of just staring off and like her eyes are like wide open during second coming. But that's that's my, that is where my opinion of her ends. She was really big in. So I really liked uh, the new Mutants Academy X, new X-Men, whatever title they decided to call this thing. I think it changed titles like three different times. But she was a part of like a Generation X, new mutant-esque squad, like up and coming new, new fresh blood, basically at Xavier's. And she, I feel like she's a little bit of a complicated character because she was literally trying to figure out her own skin. Um, She was, I think also going through some very like emotional stuff like self-discovery type of things during the X-Men Academy series. And she's not necessarily a bad uh, nomination, but I think she's still a little bit uh, green. I don't know. I I kind of remember her being a little like hot-tempered. Like she kind of would just run into things and like not think about it. <laughs> look at here. Cable, <laughs> Cable's funeral. Yeah. Like, look at her. What the fuck? <laughs> Who does that? Who has that face? But that makes sense that you're saying that she wasn't comfortable with her own skin. I don't mm-hmm. remember. I mean, I'm sure I read it when those books were coming out, but uh, early 20s, mid 20s, just lots of drugs and alcohol. So I don't <laughs> I don't remember a lot. But um, I sure I, I agree. Ultimately, I'm going to agree with you, Michelle. I think she may be too green. I saw this originally and read it as a. Uh, blink and i was like oh they're putting blink on the x and then and then i'm just like oh wait no that's that's a that's it's bling um who i did not really remember too well um but just going back and looking at stuff um yeah she's not the most memorable character and um she might be a little too green in universe to be on like the big team so I'm, I'm gonna i gotta give it a give it a pass yeah she's a pass for me right now but you know i i wouldn't be unhappy if she kind of comes out of left field because i'd be interested in what they do i think she can be like the fun hip person on the team but pass i think she's better suited like for the new mutants or just not like because x-men that's like the big leagues mm-hmm so I think Bling needs to come down a step or two and be on a different team before she moves on to the X-Men. And our next uh, candidate is uh, Firestar, uh, Angelica Jones, who is a uh, veteran superhero, uh, boasting former memberships in the Avengers, the New Warriors, the Young Allies, and uh, for a time, the X-Men themselves. Uh in addition to being one of Spider-Man's most amazing friends, um, <laughs> if any of you get that, and uh, they should, co- <laughs> they should, they better. Um, uh, despite her code name, her powers are actually uh, microwave-based, um, allowing her to ignite, melt, uh, reheat, or otherwise superheat uh, whatever she targets. And um, she's yet to show up on Krakoa or claim Krakoan citizenship. So it's an interesting uh, choice. Uh, I was a little surprised to see Firestar on the list, uh, mostly because I don't generally think of her as an X-Men character. Yes, she is a mutant, but she's generally associated with other parts of the Marvel Universe. Um, Not to say you can't be in both, like, Beast has been on the Avengers and all that stuff. Wolverine's on every effing team, other than the <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's like I, I I get it, but I generally don't think of her in the sort of X Men sphere. If that makes sense. I'm I'm happy to see her here. I think 
Angelica is one of the most unsung mutants in all of the Marvel universe. She was part of that iconic TV show, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, replacing the human torch because Marvel was afraid that kids would set themselves on fire if they saw the human torch. So they gave us Angelica Houston, which I am here for. Oh my, I said Angelica Houston. I was going to say Angelica <laughs> Houston. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, listen, I will take Angelica Houston in the, in, in the Marvel universe. Uh, Angelica Jones. But you know, she's been, she hasn't achieved that icon status for someone who's been in the New Warriors, who's been on the X-Men. She was in Amazing X-Men, I believe. And she, I really loved her story in Marvel Divas. Marvel Divas is probably one of my favorite minis of all time. It was like their answer to Sex and City. And in it, it was revealed she had cancer. I know, it was so, so sad. I know. And then they went to hell, right? To yeah. deal with um, yeah. somebody's ex-husband or husband. It's yeah, been a while since I've... Yes. Yeah, to yes. deal with Damien. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that miniseries so much. It, it showed the, the rapport between Monica Rambeau, Black Cat, uh, Firestar, and, and Hellcat. It was so fun. I really enjoyed it. She got a one-off. She got like one issue Firestar after that or it could have been a couple of years later and she took off her like Firestar hair. Cause she was wearing a wig and you could still see the patches of her hair that were still growing back following her chemo. So I think the character has so much going for her and she has a history with Emma Frost. And if Emma is playing like sort of like a background, you know, force in X-Men, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, I take back what I said. She actually has been on Krakoa. Um, she shows up in X Force after Xavier gets shot. Oh, um, she's part of the group of like shocked mutants in the background. Um, she's also shown up recently in um, one of the Carnage, the Spider-Man Carnage events. She helps of course. because she was so big in Maximum Carnage and the video game. Yeah, she shows up to help them fight mega deluxe carnage or whatever he's on now and um yeah. mega I, I love that i love that. it's like you're going to mcdonald's can i get a mega deluxe carnage please <laughs> uh yeah do you want to supersize that <laughs> would you like a gwenum to go with that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yes so I mean, for me, Firestar. Yeah, that's that's. I'm leaning towards a yes with Firestar. I think it's like um, a nice little olive branch too, because because she hasn't come to Krakoa yet, right? Like she's yeah. like, uh, I don't know. Like, is she? Does she? Is she's a mutant, right? Yeah. Or does she not know? Maybe she's like, oh, I'm not really. A mutant. She's a mutant. She's she she knows she's a mutant. She's. She's historically never just accepted that mutant identity. So I like that the Krakoan identity too is a thing. Yeah. Maybe she's she's hesitant. And so Krakoa is like, well, if we offer her a spot on like the best team, maybe she'll <laughs> maybe she'll come. But isn't um shoot, there's a there's another well, no, she's got microwave powers. I was thinking there would be two people on the team that have fire powers. But yeah, if, with Sunfire. But yeah, listen, for all intents and purposes, they do kind of the same thing. But what I'm thinking, I was just thinking about this. If she's been rejecting like the idea of being an X-Man, you know, and, and not coming to Krakoa, the way they did the Hellfire Gala nominees last year was in story. Gene telepathically reads people who want it. So is that going to be a similar situation here? Is Firestar going to be like, this is something I've run from for such a long time. I want it. I want to prove my mutant identity. I want to be proud of it. I want to be proud of my Krakoan citizenship. And the fact if Marvel is um, saying this, do they have like a back pocket plot that like, can she even be nominated to the X-Men if she doesn't have Krakoan citizenship? Mm. I don't know. I mean, I I like all that. That's yeah. I'm not. Uh, I'm not pro Firestar. Um, <laughs> I just remember she was engaged to Justice, who oh, yeah. I do not, I do not like. And um, I don't know. T- to me, I've always thought of her as more of like a Spider-Man, that part of Marvel character. And like, 
she's she's I, she's doing her thing. She's helping him with his goo monsters. Just like you know, keep doing your thing. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a boot for me. <laughs> Our next nominee is Gentle. And Gentle is the first X-Man to hail from the nation of Wakanda. He now calls Krokoa his home. His mutant power allows him to exponentially increase the size of his body, giving him almost limitless strength and invulnerability. I liked him in X-Men Red. That's, that, that, that's just where I can go with it. He, he was very background for me in X-Men Red. I love that he's part of Wakanda, and I think he can do a lot of good for Wakanda and Krakoan relationship status building. I was going to say status uh, building because we know Wakanda and Krakoa aren't on the best of terms and they have not accepted the mutant drugs. Or if they have, I've missed it. But I, I know that was like an initial thing with Hawkspox. So, you know, I think he would be a good political move. He fell into the background for me, unfortunately, in X-Men Red. Well, maybe this nomination is his time to shine. Maybe this is uh, Marvel's chance to give him like more, not screen time, but I guess read time, if you will. Yeah, uh, I agree. He's, he's generally, I agree with uh, Dayspring, generally in the background uh, with uh, X-Men Red. And it's like not a character that... Um, gets a lot of uh, appearance time so far. And it, it is an interesting angle if they are trying to repair a relationship with like Wakanda, which I don't think has still, still hasn't accepted um, relations with Krakoa at all. Yeah. And you know what? That's actually like a really valid point because we even saw last year in Ten of Swords when Storm was coming to get her sword. I'm forgetting what the name of the sword was, but she had to sneak in and do all that stuff. And like Black Panther was like, you could have just asked me. Asked, so yeah. We, we know they don't have that relationship yet, you know, in terms of countries that like they're still strifing. So, yeah, that's, you know, not much to say. I agree with what both of you are saying, and especially you, Michelle, like maybe this is his time to shine and give us a good, some good A plot with him. Next up, we have Gorgon. Like the mythical creature of his namesake, uh, Gorgon's gaze can turn anyone who meets it into stone. Although he possesses many other superpowers, Gorgon's proficiency with swords is his greatest strength. Due to his skill with a blade, he was able to turn the tide at a crucial moment during the contest of swords in Otherworld. Unfortunately, he died doing so and came back different. <laughs> that was perfect, by the way. <laughs> please, please narrate more in here. Start doing audiobooks. Yeah, I listen. I I'm still so confused by Ten of Swords. Even though looking back on it, I did like Ten of Swords. In the middle of it, I had a lot of questions about it, and you know they were supposed to permanently die. That was why the stakes were so high. So I know he came back, and his like backups were all like scrambled. So I don't know the kind of character he is right now it's is he like is he just whole again like in the same way that like the other characters like oh my gosh i'm totally blanking like when kyle uh, rock, rock slide yeah rock slide is still dead though has rock slide been resurrected he's 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 back he's yeah just weird. he's different too when, when did they resurrect him uh pretty i think he comes back in uh, X of Swords. Really? Isn't that how they figure out that people, when you die in other world, you come back different? Isn't he the reason? Yeah. He's the reason why they're like, oh, don't die over there. <laughs> don't die because death is permanent. Yeah, don't I mean, die. Like, don't die. Okay, <laughs> like I just have that haunting image of Polaris holding like Rockslide's corpse, <laughs> like and bringing it into the council, which was like, I'm like, wow, I guess Polaris cared a lot about Rockslide, even though I never saw them interact. But sure, Jan. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, he, um, he, but, he comes back looking and acting very... Uh, interesting. But uh, so does Nanny and Kyle. Nanny and Kyle come back to uh, yeah. Wild Child, Kyle. Uh, Gor we, we saw Gorgon in Way of X. Uh, Fabian Cortez is like 
finds him in a park or something and is screwing with his powers and there's people like why uh, it was very it was just a show that Cortez is a jerk like Gorgon was just sort of like there um okay Cortez is not a jerk he is a jerk he's misunderstood Cortez is a jerk (laughs) (laughs) I um yeah I don't know how I feel about this nominee I I I am in favor of Gorgon. Um, he was one of the great captains. He was the one who was in charge of security for the council uh, <laughs> members. Uh, we didn't really get to see a lot of him as a captain because it goes into um, Exo Swords pretty quickly after that. And um, he stopped uh, the blue guy with the white sword, the hundred companions or whatever. And um, it was it was interesting. Um, he's a complicated character with a really complicated backstory and like sort of a checkered past. And I think it helps to show that like Krakoa is for all mutants, where you could have somebody like Gorgon who has done a lot of shady things, still represent the country because people are. He represents all mutants. He's like kind of the redemption type of storyline that we could get. I mean, everybody's done some really like messed up stuff. So. This is true. I mean, he was in Hydra and the Hand, and pretty much if there was okay. any sort of okay, really messed up stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gorgon. Um, so next we have uh, Micromax, um, a, a British mutant. Uh, Scott Wright has served as an agent of various agencies of the Crown, including MI-13 and uh, FI-6. Um, he was briefly a member of Excalibur and controversially won uh, when he came into conflict with many of his fellow mutants. Um, he was also, yeah, he was deputized during the Civil War uh, to help Bishop and the pro, other pro-registration mutants uh, round up the 198. Um, does not have a great track record of interactions with um, other mutants. It's it's an interesting uh, choice. Um, his power set lets him alter his uh, like musculature and shape and stuff and uh, kind of a choice out of left field. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, his campaign slogan is Micromax. He'll grow on you. But I'm like, who the fuck is he? I had to like Google him. I, I know the character. I know the look because I've seen him, but I didn't know he was a mutant. I got him confused with one of those characters who's, oh God, he's on the Shi'ar guard. Hang on, let me Google it really quickly. Oh yeah, I know I know who you're talking about. <laughs> he yeah. was the one who like crashed to Earth to say that Cassandra Nova was coming. He kind of looks like Wonder Man as well. Um yeah, like I had maybe the less hot version of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're Wonder Man stands here. Yes, the Wonder Man fan club. The first boyfriend of Wanda. The first boyfriend of Wanda before yeah. the Vision. <laughs> Guys, when we were at New York Comic Con with Mister Scott Free, all of the Wanda cosplayers were just surrounding him, being like, "Oh my God, it's Simon! Simon, let's take photos together." We found one who did go out One. Oh my god! I'm yeah. so sorry, Scott. That's terrible. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> They'll know his name soon. Enough. There's so many Wandas too. Like there were so, so many. many Wandas. Yeah. So many yeah. Wanda cosplay. So and everyone's many. like looking for a vision when they should be looking for a wonder. Yes, yeah. look at that. That's a campaign. <laughs> I have vision you when you can have wonder. <laughs> you guys, I'm not even drunk. Okay, this is sparkly water. God, I'm so sober. I'm so sober. It hurts. Um, you know, with Micromax. I mean, Michelle? he's British. He's British. <laughs> like, I'm into that. And, and um, we also know Krakoa needs to build relationships with the UK again following. But don't they have Excalibur? 
Yeah, but they had like a major fallout during the Hellfire Gala with with, oh. with the UK. So oh shoot, okay, yeah. well, and maybe that's another olive branch there. I feel like a lot of these nominations are kind of ways oh. to build relationships with yeah. other other people or nations. You're right. That's actually yeah. a really good way of putting it. I, I do agree with you now that I'm seeing it, especially with like Firestar mm-hmm. um, and, and Micromax and, and like, it's so clear and gentle, that, yeah. and gentle. they want to build gentle. relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I'm going to, I'm just going to pass on this one. I'm sorry, guys. I don't, I'm not trying to be like a Debbie Downer here, but it's okay. You know. I mean, we've passed on a, we've passed on a few. So not- I'm yeah. like, I don't know who Micromax is. I didn't know he existed until I Wikipedia Wikipedia to him this morning. So I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> and when Jean Grey doesn't know you, there's a fucking problem. <laughs> that, that's like, you know, I, I, I get it's it's like outreach to like Britain and stuff. And just like, you know, I I am I am a British citizen, technically. Um and ooh, like I didn't know ooh, that. Fancy. Yeah. So fancy. Um, I thought you were Russian. I'm a mess. Uh, My my mom uh, mom is from the UK and I lived over there for a bit and back here, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I didn't know you lived in the UK. Look at that. So worldly. Passport. Um, But I I am like, you couldn't have picked like a better British mutant than like the schmuck that like you found and just like, like, Pete Wisdom. I, exactly. Um, Pete Wisdom. Oh, Betsy, although she's doing like. She's doing Captain stuff. Captain. But I would love Betsy on like the main X Men box. Right. Like, I think like, Betsy, instead of being in Knights of X and Otherworld, trapped in Otherworld or whatever her plot is right now, I'm like, just Betsy needs to be an icon. She needs to be on the X Men proper. This this is like having like, oh yeah, we need like a token American. So here's like Night Thrasher or something. It's just like. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> you pick like this, this, this like D-list guy um, who you know we had to like Google to be like, oh yeah, I know who that is. Okay, yeah, just like no, don't, don't. Or in some cases, we were like, I thought he was on the Shiar Guard. That's so cool. The Shiar gonna have a person. <laughs> on the Shiar gonna have a person. Where's the Shiar like, nomination? Yeah, well, give us some Shiar nomination. Yeah, pass, pass. Our next candidate is Penance, and Monet touts herself as a near-perfect mutant specimen with a wide range of powers and talents. Also, although she once considered it a burden, Monet is now capable of shifting to and from her deadly penance form at will. She is currently the co- I don't know, what's that acronym? CXOO? What's that? Uh, it's chief. It's CEO. Except oh, C- because it's it, because of the X Men. It's got to be X. Yeah, she is currently the co-chief XO of X Corps, which was a book that was DOA, in my opinion. Sorry, Teeny Howard, love your writing, but the second X Corps landed, I was like, ah, this is this is not going to last long, and it just ended unceremoniously. Oh, it's over? Like, it's not coming? <laughs> yeah, it hasn't even begun. I didn't pick it up. So yeah. I wasn't. I'm not putting it down. Yeah, I just... <laughs> I think I read the first issue. I really liked it. Like, I liked the idea of it, but I just don't think it was executed right. But regardless, listen, M to me is the obvious choice here. I love M. I think Monet can, can do it all. I would love to see her part of the X-Men. I think she can bring so much to the table. Also... If she is on the team and sync is there and X23 is there, like so mm-hmm. Monet and um and Everett used to have a thing for each other. And when he was resurrected, did he forget that? Did they both forget that? <laughs> like it was really passionate. Like he died like saving like her and like the rest of Generation X. So for him to come back and just be like, yo, Laura, what's cracking? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just really, it's really weird to me. Yo, Laura, so, we were in this like chamber for like a couple of centuries. Like, so so you can remember here? you can remember Laura, but you can't remember. Monet. I agree. I, I agree. Think, 
So mm. I think there's the potential for some like love triangleness to go on or just like, Oh, that's such a good point. Or like love shenanigans in general. Yeah. Also she's from Gen X. So like, I love that. She's also very strong. So like, once again, if Rogue leaves, uh, Monet is a very good choice to take the heavy hitter spot. Um, I mean, I'm down as long as she doesn't have, if she's not too busy at export, like, come on over girl. Come on over, girl. Yeah, I'm 100% for everything you just said, Michelle. I think, I mean, she's the whole package. I also think she wouldn't tolerate any of Jean's bullshit. And I love my Jean so much. But when Jean is trying to be like the maternal, like all-powerful telepath, Monet would be like, bitch, I can do this without breaking a nail. Like, yeah, like sit down or faint. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, she's smart. Get yourself a coffee, girl. Get yourself a coffee, girl. (laughs) She's smart. She, she, she's a powerhouse and she's a telepath and she has already that built-in drama with the other characters. And I think she would bring that Emma energy to Ooh, this team yes, that's missing. Yes, yeah. Yes. I, I want Emma energy. Big diamond energy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not the bling diamond. Just not the bling diamond. <laughs> sorry, the bling diamond. <laughs> sorry, bling. Sorry. Yeah. Not my top choice, but I wouldn't be upset if uh, it was Emma. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Next up, we have Siren, the daughter of lauded X-Men Banshee. Teresa Cassidy made a name for herself as a member of X-Factor, making use of the same sonic powers as her father. The current X-Factor team was finally able to free her from the influence of the divine being known as Morgane, to whom she'd sacrificed to save a fellow mutant. Listen, Siren is in my top three choices here. And I'm excited extra for Siren because we are getting a Marvel Legends Siren this year. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, if we can't have Banshee, who is my choice last time. Yeah, that was my choice, I'm here for Siren. I mean, if we can't, if we can't have Daddy Banshee, let's get, let's get. (laughs) Let's get his hot mess possessed daughter. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Like, aren't her and Polaris like besties though? Like after that whole um, yeah Morgan situation, right? Yes, you're absolutely right. So maybe, maybe it's like beneficial for both of them. Let's get some like girl bestie time. Like, hey, I've got issues. You've got issues. Let's go beat up some baddies and like work it out. Well, and you yeah. know what? Her being on the team, maybe they could address the fact that when she gave birth to her baby with Jamie, like Jamie just reabsorbed the baby because it was a dupe. Like, did Cerebro have time to catch the baby and back it up? Especially now that we know Joanne, North Star's daughter, is coming back. I mean, I think she was around a little bit longer than just a couple of seconds. But no, because... I, I, I haven't read X Factor in a while, but she would have given birth. They would have cleaned up the baby. That would have given Cerebro time. Oh, no, Wanda. Wanda yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. So now, yeah. So, so the baby, that baby should be in the in the cloud. <laughs> like the Wanda like, cloud. <laughs> like, like, like the iCloud, but for Coco. <laughs> so I would, I would welcome that back. And if they address um, her baby, you know, coming back, if, if, if they're able to bring the baby back. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like Siren. Uh, it's sort of a great age for the Cassidy family on Krakoa. You've got Banshee, you've got Siren, you've got Black Tom. Um, you know, she, she'd bring a, a dynamic to the team. Uh, her and Polaris can bond over their daddy issues. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, like... Uh, and, and you know, if Krakoa somehow offends Ireland, you got her on the X Men there, so it's good. <laughs> it's a win-win situation. Win-win. I know Moira's out, Sirens in. Right there, we've got our final candidate, Surge, who is one of the most powerful electrokinetics on Krakoa. Uh, she can produce devastating blasts of lightning and move at uh, incredible speeds. Uh, hence the name. Uh, she's poised to team up with her fellow new X Men alums to protect the next generation of mutants yeah yeah um i I have no strong opinions on surge um which probably says 
something. Um, like I, I, if she won, I would just be like, okay. Um, it, she, she's a can, she's a character that hasn't been in a lot, uh, that I've regularly read lately. So. I think visually cool looking character. I liked her when she was, was it Academy X or new mutants or new yeah. X-Men, something like yeah. that in like the early two thousands. I liked her there. She was kind of like a firecracker, but since then not much happening with the character. I welcome it, but not my top choice. I am here for it though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes. Well, beca- because I liked her in um, the whole Academy X, new X-Men run. She was kind of your gateway character to everything, sort of like how Jubilee was for Generation X. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah, she learned, her powers were crazy out of control. And so she had to learn to first control them. And then also she was given these bracers that help her with her energy. Uh, She was always... She always felt like the leader in her in her group. And I think adding her to the X-Men is a really good way of saying, like, look, here's somebody who started off, you know, in the lower ranks. Like she went to school, she went to Xavier's or Jean Gray School for higher learning, whatever it's called. She's graduating. And I think because she doesn't have a whole lot of background that it's going to give the writers a chance to develop this character to really like bring her into her own. Cause I mean, you guys both said like, Oh, who is she? I don't know her <laughs> kind of a thing, but let's get to know her. Let's get some fresh blood on the team because that's what it's all about. Right. Like we can't keep having the same X-Men team members rotate in and out. Like we have to have a new team eventually. That is absolutely so fair and such a very convincing argument right there. And you're right. <laughs> for the Academy X, New Mutants, New X-Men, whatever that title was, she mm-hmm. I, she did come across as a leader for me. Yeah. And when Bling it, was there around the same time, but I don't feel like Bling is ready. I don't remember her. Yeah, Bling I'm was so sorry, Bling, Bling was part of the same. Like that I just I love all those like teen angsty titles. So that's what I gravitate towards. Um Bling, I don't think is ready, but I feel like Surge is there. Like Bling has like some other stuff going on too. Like she's in some kind of like a love triangle mm-hmm. with um, Mercury and uh, somebody else. I can't remember. I think it starts with a K. But anyways, they're doing their thing. Like she's distracted. Surge, what's going on with her? Like she's ready. She's like, hey, tap me in. Oh, tap me in right there. Yeah. Bring our good sis into the game. Look, yeah. that was very convincing. I'm going to put her on number four for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> number four. Number four. Number four. All right, guys. Moment of truth. We have to pick one candidate that we're supporting. Scott, why don't you tell us who you're supporting? I am supporting Gorgon because, you know, Krakoa is a story about redemption and a new land for a new era for new people and you know what yeah okay i mean he was supreme hydra and uh sorry hydra supreme and he was the head of the hand and you know like look it's it's about giving a new face to the world and all past transgressions are forgiven so you know what give gorgon a chance because if you can you know and also if you can lead both Hydra and the Hand, I mean, dealing with Jean Grey fainting should be a breeze. Wow. Boom, right there. <laughs> All right, Michelle, your turn. So I'm going to vote for my homegirl, Surge. The X-Men are all about growing and cultivating uh, the young mutants of today and tomorrow it's only fair that we start pulling from those schools those institutions and letting the young mutants rise up and join the ranks of their you know mentors to truly show that uh, mutants are capable of you know growing and learning surge is a wonderful character she's shown you know leadership 
skills when she was at uh, Academy X. She has a unique skill set and power set to bring to the X-Men team. Surge to the polls and vote for my girl. Boom, right there. Mine is not as long. You guys gave really well thought out ones. I'm just like, yes. To live up to the sky. He did such a good job. I was like, damn. Damn. With, with my with my endorsement <laughs> of the undead Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> All right, listen, bub. M is the best at what she does. She's been an X-Man. She's been on X-Factor, Generation X, X-Core, among other teams. She's a proven leader with Emma Energy and wouldn't tolerate any BS from Captain Krakoa or Jean Grey. So when you go to the polls tomorrow, remember, we don't need to seek penance when Monet is in our corner. So that is our episode. Michelle, where can the folks at home find you? Uh, So I'm on Instagram at Michelle Wapolo, and I recently joined the Twitterverse. Also at Michelle Wapolo, I have no idea what I'm doing there, but you can at me. Uh, I also have a joint account with my husband, uh, Adventures in Geekdom, where we chronicle our Comic-Con journeys, our comic book collection, and toy hunting adventures. And you can find me at Power of X-Men. And like Michelle, I've joined the Twitter verse, dabbling there. <laughs> I tweeted something about Sophie Turner, and it got a couple like retweets. So, you know. I can be on Twitter if the Sophie stands are going to stand with me. So there you go. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter uh, at Mr. Scott Free. Uh, I have a TikTok account. I don't use it. I'm scared of TikTok, but I am. I am on there. And so at me. All right, guys, go to the polls. You have until Thursday to vote. So go for it.